What? Here, first hit the live button before it goes off. Oh, it's live. No, it's 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 fine. It just has to be. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back. I really missed you. You got your seat back. You got your seat back. Okay. Beautiful. Today's cheer is sponsored Lili Nishmas Ruchamachaya Fruma Bas Reb and L'schos Gershon David Ben Masho. You have tape? Somebody? I don't know. All right. Uh, good morning, evening, Rebelli. I'm an avid listener, first-time caller. Firstly, your life story is truly a Kiddush Hashem. But your excitement and delivery of every dav is nothing short of brilliance. May Hashem continue to give you the koichas and chizik you need to encourage others to start daf yoimi. Take a look. He give me, this guy is giving me homework. Take a look at Rabbi Yosef Nechemir Kurnitzer in his drushes regarding this medrash. I couldn't get hold of the Sefer tonight. Okay, neither could I. Anyways, he goes through a pshat. He has a beautiful pshat here. That Basically, chesroinus is one owns deficiencies and nesioinus and you have to help other people. Ari. Batzlocha, bracha batzlocha Ari. This is from our friend. I like this one only because it's a nice steak and everything. And I, I wonder what he does. This is your brother. But it says Mariano's. You guys know where Mariano's is? It's a supermarket in America. You go in there, you get some meat, and you tell the guy to, to fry it on the spot, to, to make, grill it up. Not a, he's working hard, Avi. He's a trial lawyer. He's catching a meal on the go. Oh, and here's our friend from Manchester. Hi, it's me again. His name is Shuli Josephs. What? They don't. No, no, this guy's good. I like this guy. I wouldn't listen. If he's not good, I wouldn't read it. I get other ones from Manchester that I. First, I'd like to really thank you for an amazing shear. I find it difficult to attend my local shear every day, and I feel so at home. In, in, uh, in Manchester, how do they spell shear? I, I'm getting a lot of S-H-U-R. I don't know, maybe because it's uh, the type thing, I don't know. To my local shear every evening and I feel so at home watching your shear. It's a real lifesaver. I recently traveled to Reb Shayan Kirstir. Matsi Shabbos found me in Liverpool Airport learning with you. Sunday evening again learning with you in Budapest Airport. Gotta tell you, this is the first time I've opened up a Gemara in the airport. But I'm sure it won't be the last. Getting back to my main point, I clearly remember 30 years ago when I learned the match to Yeshiva, the Yeshiva used to stand the side of the beam to listen to Laning. If someone had an aliyah and mixed melacha and mixed the melacha the Rosh Yeshiva would bang his holy hand on the bima and say out loud, Melech Hoylam! And the poor guy would have to repeat melacha again with a space between the two words. You can bet your bottom dollar nobody made that mistake twice. He explained to the Bacharim that when you rush it, what comes out is melacha He really pumped it into us, the points of paying attention to what, and we have to suffer here today. As a side note, he always said brachas from a sitter. Again, thank you for your unique way of making all the Lamedim feel so connected to Yashir, called Tuv Shuli Josephs. Okay, now I understand it a lot more. Where's the burn? The burn. It's time for another email. <laughs>
been a while from the burn. And finally, we have a beautiful picture that was hung up in, I believe this is Torah Shalom. This is of Gavriel Lin coming to our daf every day. Somebody snapped a picture, sent it to the principal, and the principal insisted that she go up on the wall in the cheder. So here he is. So now he's on the wall, he's in our shir. Where's Gavriel? Is Gavriel here today? He didn't make it today. What? What did he say? He should have made sure he was here. Baruch Hashem, we have a tremendous amount of kids that are learning the daf every day. And we're going to make a beautiful seum. All right. Zok Tehele Gemara. Well, i got to open my, my Gemara first. Yeah, we have a chash of a guest from... Where are you from? Highland Park, Chicago. Wow. David Dimbert. And he brought us a beautiful matana. This is the second guy that brought us coffee. Only the difference is he roasted himself. This is the real deal. Oh. So where's Gabriel Lin? He's here? Gabriel. You made it. Here he is. Just in time. He doesn't come for the emails, guys. He comes for the daf itself. Smart guy. All right. Zakta Gimaro. We're holding on the bottom of Lamed Chesam and Bez. Last line. It's like a trick question. We just discussed Rabbi Yechanan eating an olive that was a salted olive, meaning it was cooked. The question is, how does one, what shear do you need to eat in order to make a bracha achreina? A kezayis. And guess what? He was eating a zayis. So how in the world can he make a bracha achreina on a zayis when a zayis has a pit inside and it's not a full zayis. It's a great question. Rabbi Yisai, once the shir starts, I'm asking, please don't use those machines anymore. It disturbs the oilam. Once you remove the pit with inside the zayit, inside the olive, you don't have a shear of a kezayis. Who told you what the shear of kezayis? Kezayis is a medium olive. And therefore what? They gave him a really large zayis. And therefore, he made a bracha on it and he was, yaitzen, and he was able to make a bracha achroina. We're talking about the bracha achroina which needs a kezayis. Even though you remove the pit, you'll still have a kezayis of the middle shear. Since this was a very large olive. It's not. It was a middle, the medium one, a goiri. It's called an agoiri. Don't ever make the mistake calling it a goiri. It's called ivroiti. Ramilah Agur means that its oil gathers within it. There are only two fruits that we are aware of that have their juices gathered within it. And that is a grape and an olive. Grapes, like if you leave grapes as is, they'll start dripping out. You don't have to squeeze them necessarily in order to... You do, but in other words, they're the... The juices are gathered in it. An uh, apple, you have to do something. You have to squeeze it. You have to really squeeze it hard in order to get the juices out. I have people ask about it. I don't know if they had that. Maybe. That's how the Gemara describes it. Fine. 
Rabbi Yisai, question. Here's a great question you can ask your family, but as soon as you ask the question, everybody's going to know the answer based on the fact that you're asking the question. If somebody takes a pot, fills it up with water, and in the water he puts a bunch of vegetables, doesn't add any salt, doesn't add chicken, nothing. When he's done cooking the vegetables, he takes a spoonful of liquid. What bracha do you make on that liquid? What? Who said Adama? Ah, you're bucking shots, forget you. Who else? Adama. Why Adama? It's, it's liquid, it's, it's water. Okay, so that's the right answer. It is Adama, but it's a, we're going to see that today. That's what we're going to be learning, not right now, that's for later. Anyway, it says the Gemara like this. We have Allah, if you have, somebody has to give a leader back his seat. He sits right over there somewhere, next to Laibi. So Mir Sashem Tamar, you come and get your seat back. He was gone for a month or two, but he's been here for two years. Rabbi Leader, he's sitting in the back. All right. So, what? Yeah, but he, he already was kind of seat. He has a good chazaka. Fine. If a person has two foods in front of him, one is an apple, and one is potato chips. What bracha do you make on first? The apple comes first. Ha'etz, ha'adama, comes before shahakal. Let's say you have two fruits in front of you, an apple and an orange. What bracha do you make on first? The one you like, first, the one you like more. Now, says the Gemara, This machlegs that we had the other day of cooked vegetables, what bracha do you make on it? Perhaps it's a machloikis tanoim. Now notice, the Gemara calls them tanoim. They are tanoim. They're, the end of the story is not very good. These tanoim died because of the story. But they were tanoim. Don't think that they were just simple talmidim. Name it tanoim. Dahanu tre talmidei. There were two talmidim. Tanoim. They were sitting in front of the bar kapara. Kruv. They brought in front of them three foods. These are the three foods based on the art scroll. Pargios, and if you look in Rashi, Rashi actually says, what's pargiod? We know pargiod is uh, chicken breast. Rashi says, pedria, partridge. That's where they got it. So it's a smaller bird, partridge bird, but it's, it's meat. In addition, they brought kruv. Kruv is cabbage, but it has to be cooked cabbage. And that's the sugya. It's cooked. <laughs> What bracha do you make on cooked vegetables? In addition, they brought this mountain spinach or whatever. Now, which one of these would you eat first? And which one would you make a bracha on? Uh, most of the people here would make a bracha on, on this. This is the most interesting of all of them. So that's what happened. Says, Shackle. Yeah. Why not? It doesn't cover vegetables. Shackle doesn't cover vegetables. If you make shackle on soda, on, on, on a drink, you, you cook. Says Gemara, Says Rashi, we're talking about the middle of a meal. They made a hamaiti, but this hamaiti doesn't cover these foods because they're not something that you put on your bread. It doesn't cover it. So he told one of the Talmidim, he said, go ahead and make a bracha for everybody. Be mighty everybody. Kofats, 
Uberach al Pargiyos, we had yesterday also the Lashem Rebbe Kiva was koifetz. He jumped without asking any questions, without asking Ramlil. Over here also, to make a brach, he jumped without asking his Rebbe, Bar what brach do I make first? He decided right away to make a shahakal on the Pargiyos. Ligleg Olav Chaveiro, his friend, the other Tana, started laughing at him, made fun of him. Koaz Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara is really upset. Omar, Omar, I'm not upset at the one that made a mistake in the bracha or not. I'm upset at you making fun of your friend. But not just because he made fun. There's a halachic problem here in the way you made fun. It's if your friend loves meat, there's also a concept called chavivos, what the person prefers. Now we have to understand the story. What brachas do you make? Now if, if these two, the cooked vegetable and the meat is the same bracha, Bar makes a lot of sense now. It goes by what you like more. He likes meat more, so he made a bracha. If this is a hadama, we have a little bit of a problem. We have to understand what's going on here. Omar, And then he, then, he, then he regretted it a little bit. And he said, listen, I'm not saying that I'm not upset at the guy that made a bracha. I'm upset at him too. Why? Maybe you're smarter than me, but I'm still older than you. I have more experience than you. You should have asked me what bracha to make. You have, you have, yeah, go do it. You make the bracha. Ask me. Ask me what, if there's a shayla in the Tana says the Gemara, they didn't finish the year. They were nifter. How do you see that? No, all, no, no, no. Lulavis is a pass is a, is a concept in a Suda. When we say Hamaiti, it includes everything that we're going to eat soon, and provided it's part of the bread. But if I bring in candy in the middle of the meal, I bring something extra, I bring in dessert, you have to make a brach on dessert. The Hamaiti doesn't help for the dessert. Okay, so he decided it is. Rashi says that this is something, this is not part of the meal. This is like a, this is a treat. This is pargiyos, this is a treat. These are all treats, and they're not included. And that's a side Allah that we'll get to. Zogimara, my love, Balkamifligi. Perhaps this goes back to our machloikis. That they have the same bracha, the cooked cabbage and the meat are shahakal. Hilka, chavivavav, adif, what comes first, whatever you like more. And the one that made fun, he said, wait a minute, the cabbage is hadama. Hadama comes before the chicken, the meat. And therefore, we have a machlaikis tanayim. Yes, they both died, but they're tanayim. And we have a real machlaikis here between these two tanayim. One says that cooked vegetables is hadama, and one says cooked vegetables is shahakal. The Rebbe was upset at them, but they're tanayim. Says Gemara Loi, that was not the Shiloh over there. It was a different Shiloh that they had. It's possible that everybody agrees that cooked vegetables is shakal. They argued in something else. Cabbage satiates you a little bit more. It's a more of a filler. And therefore, the melagleg, the, the laughing guy, he held 
that you should make a bracha on something that fills your body more? And the other one said, no, I enjoy meat more than cabbage. That's why I make a bracha on what I enjoy more. Oh, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if the spinach. He's asking if they are both shahakal, how can we forget about the spinach? No, what's the answer, boys? Sorry. Is that a veal of fun of they brought in front of them all three? Yeah. Maybe you didn't want to eat it at all? Maybe he was going to eat it? I don't eat spinach. Who eats spinach here? I don't know. It's a good horror. We got to think about it. Maybe it was cooked, just like the cabin. Go Stefanski. It's Jonathan Stefanski. Turnip heads. If anybody forgot what a turnip looks like. He told him to do it, but they, once you have a suffix like that, once you have a shayla... He didn't have a suffix. He felt that with Allah. He never suffered. Clearly okay. got up and said Allah. He told him to do it. You see that there's a, he was mechavet to me bracha and there's a, but his friend had a suffix. His friend had a suffix. Okay, so that's a suffix. So you ask your rebbe. His friend had to ask. In front, no, we're both arguing, and obviously he didn't hold like him. He didn't hold like him. Catch twenty two of it. The guy said, "Do the thing." He does the thing, then he kills him afterwards. He didn't kill him. He killed. He was upset at him because he didn't ask. You gotta be careful when you're when you're tani. You have to be careful. Zokti gemara rebzeir kiavina be rabu nomer lon hanigir gilide the lift up turnip heads. Parminu prima rabba. If you cut them up nice and big, it doesn't lose the, niche, the, the original form. So it's adama. Prima zuta, if you dice it up into small little pieces, now it loses its form. Interesting. The size destroys the form. We had that the other day. If you trima, you mash something. Oh, truma is not mashing a lot, but if you mash it a lot, the Gemara said in truma, you ruin it. It's no longer truma. It's not, you ruin the form. Rabbi Yehuda argues. He says, no, even if he dice it up small, but he gives a good reason. Typically, without this reason, it would be a shackle. Why? He diced it up really small in order to make it sweet. Let's say you dice it up and it doesn't become sweet. That would be a problem. You wouldn't make a hadam on it. You have some beet dish. A dish made out of beets. You don't put flour in there. Where are you, Sammy? This morning, because of you, I took this test. And I got this answer wrong. And I think I was right. I'm looking at it. I think I was right. But look it over. Whoever gets that test, it's the YU test. It said, why is a beet dish that has flour in it why is it Bayer Priya Dhamma? What is the answer, Rabbi Isai? The lift of the Mapshuba Kimchatvei Bayer Mizainis. Why is it? What do you think the answer is? Why it has, it has flour in it? Oh, because consistency. Who says binding? You say binding. Why you guys says binding? He says, I go with him. Consistency. How do I know that he's right? Because of the continuation. I got a zero on that answer. I don't know. I think I'm right, though. I have to contact him. What? But look over here. It says, "Vahada Amar Idi Vidi Bari Priyadama Dahid Shalib Kim Chatfei L'Dabuki Ba'Alma Avdila." She says, "In the sorry, maybe I skipped this." It says, "The lifta, if it's beets and it has a little bit of flour, it's Ha'adama. If it's turnip that has a lot of flour, then it's a Mizaynos." Vahada Amar. Then he took it back. Idi Vidi Bari Priyadama 
The turnip, the reason why it's still Adama, is because it is to bind. The other one, the first one, the beets, why is it Adama? Not because it's there to bind, because it's, it's, not, it's not relevant. It's, it's just to give something, whatever, I don't know what. Not to bind and not, not for flavor. So Mamela, it's not a Mazayinais, it's Adama. Right. So, if it's not kol, it has to add to the dish. No, licorice is binding. This beating is for a consistency, and it's not a binder, and it's not a flavor. It's a consistency thing. And Mamela, you don't, you don't make a mezainus on consistency. It's a new site in in kol. You make a mezainus. You don't make mezainus in these two cases, unless you hold like the YU tester. Who holds that both of them are because they're binders? He might be right. I don't know. That's not how I learned it. What? Right. Binding doesn't add a mezainus. It remains beets, which is how Adama. Oh, Rav Chizda. What? You're just going, you're just trying to stick up with your shita, a binder. No, because the Gemara forget, the Gemara says at the end that it's a binder on turnips. The Gemara never had a shayla about beets. Beets he was fine with. Oh, he went with the art school. Okay. Beats and arts. Okay, so the YU has a, a source. The arts says like the YU. I might be wrong. I go by the arts myself also usually. What does the Masifta say? Noam, what does the Masifta say? What does the Masifta say, Sammy? Somebody. Okay, any. This, uh, this beet dish that we're talking about has a lot of medicinal benefits. Yafala Lev, Naim. Everybody said, I took this out today from the internet. Look at beets, the gray for your eyes. It even says Mufurish on the internet. Look at all these benefits. It helps reduce blood pressure. That's the number one thing, blood pressure. That's your heart. What? Yeah. If you add enough flour, that it becomes the flour itself becomes roy lachila. No, no, no. But I want the first, not tardin. The, the other one, beets. What does he say about beets? That's what I want. Look inside in his pirush on top. Anyways, going back to beets, it's it's great for it's anti-cancer. It's a lot of great stuff here, according to them. Obviously, these people grow beets. <laughs> Beetroot contains P, N, A, vitamins B, C, E, U, folic acid. Anyways, they do talk about eyes, even Bismanenu. How did the Gemara know that it's good for the eyes? It's good for the eyes. Toivla Lev, good for the heart. Over here, he also mentions a lot of good stuff for the, for the stomach. Anyways, it also increases stamina, Rabbi said. This is if you put it on the stove top and it comes to boil and it makes, it's great, it makes a sound, tuch tuch. In other words, it's boiling up. Why had it go into the sound, sound effects? Omar of Papa. Omar Papa. Pshitali. 
And here comes the answer to the big question. Mayo de silko ke silko, umayo de lifto ke lifto, umayo de kulu shalki. All water that you cook vegetables in the water, kekulo shilki, they all have a halacha of fruit. It's unbelievable. Why? Because when it comes to juice, we said juices, fruit juice is shakal. All of a sudden, when it comes to vegetable juice, I don't know what this is, vegetable soup, it's like the vegetable. What's the pshat? What's the difference? If you squeeze out, this, you take an orange, you squeeze it out like that, and whatever comes out, that's a shakal. That's not an orange. But if you cook a, a carrot in water, and, the, and you drink the water, now you have to make adam on the water. What's the difference? So the Rishonim go into this, a few pshatim, three, three, four pshatim here. The Rashba says, what? Because soup has, the vegetables are only cooked, you don't eat them raw, really. And that is the form of the vegetables. So right, so the Rashba says that you, when the person plants it for soup, that's the reason why he plants a turnip. Why do, they, why do, why do people plant these vegetables? To put in the soup, people don't eat it as is. So mele, that's the derech achila. That would be very hard to understand. How come we make a shahakal and orange juice? These guys, they plant all their orchards are just for juice. So that would be a problem. Um, the rush says... No, no, that in particular thing. What do you say? The, the juice is not part of it? If I take the actual orange and I drink the orange? That's not part of it? But it's part of it. It is it. Is it. it it's, it's even more than, 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 than soup. Soup has uh, 10 parts water, one part vegetable. Over here it's 100% orange. It says on the, on the container, 100%. There's nothing added. That's a good Shiloh. What if you cooked orange? Not according to the Rajbo because you didn't plant it for that purpose. The, the, the rush says, real quickly, the rush says, how much time do we have? I don't even know what time it is. What? Uh -huh. Okay. The, rush, the, the rush says, thank you. The rush says that the taste of juice is different than the pre. Orange juice tastes different than biting it down an orange. And therefore, it's, whereas a vegetable, he understands it's the same. And then the Mordechai says, I connect it to this one a little bit more maybe, that soup you eat with a spoon. So it's like an oichel. Nobody takes the bowl and goes, not, no, a lot of, I want to do that, my wife doesn't let. But you eat it with a spoon, so it's more of a machol, whereas juice is, you always drink juice like this, so it's a shtia, and therefore that's a shahakal, and there's more of a machol. That's what the Mordechai says. Noam doesn't like any of the three pshatim. If he had to choose, which one would you choose? Okay. Zakti Gemara. Bayraf Papa, Mayo de Shifto, what about dill? You guys know what dill looks like? Dill. What do, why do people put this in their soup? So the Gemara gives two reasons. Do they put it in the soup to make it flavorable? Maybe it's to, what's the word? To counter, to, to, to mask, I like that. To mask the foul taste in the soup. Toshma. I'll prove it to you. It says. It that's what it says. Hotels as a garnish. Everything yeah, everything. Every single thing. And sesames in Israel. Hasheves mishenos no tam bagdeiro, ein bo mishum truma, veino metamo. 
The dill, once you put it into a pot of water and it imparts its flavor into the water, you no longer are over if you eat the dill, if it's truma and you're Yisrael, you're not over. Now you're eating wood. And therefore, that wood doesn't become tamay. It's you, Wood doesn't become tamay, tumas oichlem. It's only if it's food, it's no longer food. But what's the key word here? Once it imparted flavor, you see that dill imparts flavor, it's not to mask. We have a three way machlekes here. Again, we're very familiar with these halachas because of Shabbos and we're, we, we do all this stuff, but where's the source? When do you make a, a bracha of hamoitzi? Before you cut the bread or after you cut the bread? Three-way machlaikas. Says Rav Chia Barashi that if you have a very tough piece of bread and you want to eat it, so you put it, you soak it in water a little bit. But when you soak it in water, it has Allah as if it's broken up now. Now it's broken up. So when do you make the bracha? In other words, are you allowed to, let's say, take your bread, you want to make hamoitzi, take a piece of bread, you want to break it down into small crouton pieces, let's say, and throw it into your soup. Is that okay halachically? Or should you make the bracha first, take a bite and then put it in your soup? Something like that. That's the halacha. That's the question here. Could you take care of your bread and basically it reduces it to a broken piece of bread and then you make a bracha? Or should you make your bracha first? Even though it's broken, you make hamoitzi afterwards. This argues with the bracha. Says bracha. We don't really do this. He says, you cut the bread. And as you get to the end of the bread, sorry, you make a bracha. You make a bracha. As you get to the end of the bracha, then you start cutting. So by the time you're done with the bracha, your bread is cut. But when are you cutting your bread? When, when is it not a shalom anymore? By the last word, it's not a shalom. Mask of Rava doesn't make sense to me, says Rava. You're telling me that if you soak it in water, it's broken up. You shouldn't make a bracha then, you should make it beforehand. Because when you're saying the bracha, you're making an unbroken piece of bread. So what, what did you gain by waiting until almost the end of the bracha? But by the time the bracha is over, the, the bread is broken. And you're making a bracha on a broken piece of bread. This is what we do. We make the bracha, then we cut the bread. Says Taisvis, but make a little bit of a cut in it beforehand. Not that much that it ruins the shalim, but enough that you don't waste your time chopping through that tough crust because that is a hefsik. No, I don't think we're talking about Shabbos. I don't think so. On Shabbos, on Shabbos you're talking about like a Mishnah, whatever. But in general, I believe. That is the Indian of making a bracha on a shalom. Now, another halacha that Taisus brings down is that you don't cut your bread, and this is interesting. It might be Nugel Amaisa. You don't cut the bread until you finish with the bracha. What does that mean? Until everybody finishes saying Amen. So if that takes an extra two seconds to say Amen, wait for those se- the second or two. Don't start. Give the Oilam a, a shot, a chance. To say Amen. That's the end of the bracha. What? Melech Ha'olam. A slight, a slight one. Not too much. Now, by the time I'm done saying Shas, I won't be able to say anything. 
Mr. Kormluth doesn't let me say Gishmak, because every time I say Gishmak, I think about Mr. Kormluth because he made fun of me in a drush. Well, it wasn't, they didn't make fun. They didn't make fun. He said it. He says Gishmak. I know he didn't mean it, but now, so, I can't make fun of my kids anymore because Tzvika Adler told me it's not nice to make fun of my kids. Nobody told me I can't make fun of my wife, Baruch Hashem, so I can continue with that. Kids, I, I, there's nothing I can say anymore. Melech I can't even say a brach anymore. Amr Avin, Amr Liyem. I can't even skip anymore. So the people in Ardoya, they did like Rebchia, that they, he would, they would say the bracha, but as they finished the bracha, they would start cutting the last word, it was not a shalom, and Rabbanah like did like Rava. No, they didn't even wait to the end of the bracha. And Rabbanah did like Rava, they waited all the way until the family said, Amen, then they cut. My mother told me, because he was a Yasim, his mother had to tell him what, the Minogim word from his father, Avuch, Ovid, Kerebichia. Your father did like Rebichia. The Omar Rebichia, Tzorach Shetichla Brocha Imapas. She explained it to him. You have to finish the Brocha as you cut Rabbanon Avdi Kerava, but you should know your father did different than Rabbanon who did like Rava. Vilchas Kerava, and Allah is like Rava, that's what we do. The Omar Mevarech, Vachakach Vitzel. First you finish the Brocha, then you cut the bread. Itmar. Here's the halacha right here, the way I understand it. You have a broken piece of bread, but it's huge, it's beautiful. You have a tiny little roll. Which, which one do you make the bracha on? Which comes first? Shalem, whole. Hillel is a mumcha in this kind of question. We're going to ask Hillel. What's the halacha, Hillel? No, you're supposed to say machloikis. <laughs> You make the bracha on the nice large one. That's what's chashov. That's, that's what you make a bracha on. Usually the halach is like Rabbi Yechanan. And whoever said shalom is probably right. Although I don't see... Oh yeah, it does say here. The Shulchan Aruch does say shalom. What? Yeah, Hillel was right this time. He's always right. What if you have a broken piece of uh, regular grain from wheat and the other whole, the roll, is from barley wheat? What comes first? Why? Because it says... In the Pasuk, Eretz Chita Usa'ira. Chita is more chashev, and that's the whole sugya later. What comes first in the Shivas Haminim? It goes in order of the Pasuk, but the, the first part of the Pasuk, the second part of the Pasuk, but everybody agrees that Chita comes before Sa'ira. This goes back to Machalik's Tanoim, and the Gemara says it's not similar. It says like this, Tarimim Batzal Katan Shalem, Avaloi Chati Batzal Gadol. You have a really tasty half onion, a nice big one, juicy, good tasting, and a small shvach. doesn't taste very good, but it's whole. What do you give to the kain? So, it's better to give the small one according to the Tanakhama. You give the better tasting one. That's more chashiv, that's what you give to the kain. My lab, isn't it our machleik? Is the marsava chashav adif? The question is, do you go by the better bread, the better uh, onion, 
So in our, in our Shiloh, going back to the, the closer Shiloh that we had, if you have barley bread that's whole and wheat bread that's broken, th that would be the Machlaikas. Do you go by the whole, which is barley, or do you go by the better one, which is wheat? Maybe that's the Machlaikas over here. Same thing as the onion. If the coin is around, no, that's not, that, that, you can't prove anything from here. Everybody would agree that you give the half an onion because the coin is here, you give him the better one. The better one is actually the half onion. And it's going to go to waste. If you, give him, if you set aside a half an onion, it's going to spoil. Nevertheless, big chiddush here. Rabbi Huda says, even though it will go to waste, that's what you have to designate. Your chiyuv is to give the better one. What happens to it afterwards, you don't have to worry that a coin should get his hands on it and it shouldn't go to waste. That's not your problem. It's not. You always give the better one. Tanakama says, no. Logic dictates that in this case, you reduce the chashivos, you go with a, a simple onion, but it's going to last longer until you find the coin. Why throw it in the garbage? If you don't know, when it comes to truma, remember, it always goes with the better one. No one if it's better tasting, why not? No, it's big, it's bigger. We're talking about it's bigger. Bigger means better. You have to say it means better. Assume, assume it's objectively better. No, assuming that it tastes better. The large ones come from the large ones come from America. The small one comes from Mexico, let's say. It's a better onion, it just tastes better. It looks better, it tastes better, and it's half. A fact, I'm telling you a fact, not, a, not in this store that this one is a centimeter larger. Two, two, two breeds, two, uh, two types. What? A Russian onion. What? what? Yeah, yeah. I know, but they import the stuff. Yeah. Oh, you mean, okay, fine, Chuma. One is from the Arab village and one is from Gush Katif and it's like this and it's juicy. Better muscle, okay. This guy's a medaikin, I can't, whatever, okay, fine. Zagdi Gemara. Omar, Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchok, Shomayim I have a trick. There's a way to be yoytzeh in both if you have two pieces of bread. One is broken, one is whole. Uman, Umar, Bereid, Ravina, Demar, Ravina, Maniach, Prusa, Betoich, Hashleim, You grab the two pieces of bread, you take the roll, this case, right over here. You go exactly like this. You take the, the, the broken piece, you put it underneath the whole one, and you grab them, you hold them both. We said, Taisa says, the Birkis Hamaitzi has 10 words in it. The Pasuk that you take the Birkis Hamaitzi has 10 words. Mamela, you hold it with your 10 fingers, you're like this, and you make Hamaitzi. And therefore, you yaitza all the, all, the, all the questions here. The same thing, you, hold, you make the brach on both of them. What's your name? Shalmon. Omelei. Sholemato. From your name I can tell. Ushlema mishnascha. Sholem means whole. Your Torah is whole. Shesamta sholem bin atalmidim. You also put peace between Rabbi Yochanan and Ravuna. There's no shail anymore. Now, I'm going to ask a question. I play, I'm playing a game with myself also. I'm, I'm trying to guess who's going to remember this name over here. Where else do we have in our Masechta that somebody asked, what's your name? And the person said their name, and he said, oh, from the name, Mr. Chazara, hold on. So give somebody else a chance. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, 
And this is how he says, what's your name? And based on he says that the name is perfect for the story that just happened. Who said that? Mason. What do you say? Mason, Mason. When, when uh, I forgot who it was, but he had a karbalta, she had, she had a red thing, and he ripped her thing off, and then he had to pay 400 he right. said, so what's your name? Muslim. Muslim means 200, 200, 200. Not in this Masech. Okay. What? And I wrote down here that you're going to know the name. Because I remember that you were like into it. But okay, fine. I, I failed. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times in Shaz. Okay, here, here. It's just a few days ago. Amra Papa HaKomoydin Bepesach. Rabbi, I want you to read this carefully and tell me what you think based on this line right over here. How many matzahs does one have at a seder? Based on this line. Omer of Papa. But based on this line, I said. Omer of Papa. You take the broken piece of matzah. Underneath. Betoich means underneath. The whole matzah. And that's how you make hamoitzi. How many matzahs does a person have at a seder? Who got three? I'm saying based on this thing. Oh, again. You take the broken piece of matzah, underneath the whole one, exactly like this case, right over here, but we're talking about matzahs. So you have one and a half. Poor people, they don't usually have whole bread. They, they take whatever they can get their hands on. So you have lechem oini. So you, you're supposed to have lechem oini. So instead of, rather than having... Two beautiful matzahs, you take the broken matzah, you put it underneath, you break off a piece from the whole one, from the bottom one, and you make hamaytzi. That's why Rishonim say, such as the Rashba, that on Pesach night, you only have two matzahs. That's the grah. That's where the, the, the minagagah comes from. I, have to, I had to point it out. Not me. I know a person that wears a talus all day and night, and I happen to be his son. He likes to be different. I, if you know me, I love fitting right in. <laughs> okay, anyway, so that's the meaning of Gra. How do other Rishonim learn? I, I'm not exactly sure. It, it seems like, and everybody points out that it seems like from here that there's only two months. Mishnah, okay. The, under. But that means under. Yeah, but how does it fit before? Before there's only two pieces of bread. There's a Shalom and a Paros. Ah, so you're saying, you're saying based on that, based on the Betoich. Very nice. Nupshat. I wonder if the Rishonim mentioned that shot at all. I doubt it, but it, it sounds good. Betoich means within. Okay, but why? He's saying, you have to know the reason. It's time to say Betoich. Yeah, but over here it says, over here it says a paros and a hole. All right, fine. Weiter. Omar Vashi. Don't skip on me. Omar Vashi, chazin alerav kahano, denoka tarti ubotzachado. Oh, you are right. I was so excited, I finally caught you. Wow. Over for 1,000. We know on Shabbos you have two chalas. Why? Where does it say lechem mishnah? By the man. That on Friday you take double portion man. So we have two chalas. You take two chalas but only cut one. Now, according to Rashi, this means that Reb took a giant piece of challah. Giant. 
that was enough for the entire meal. So if you were to eat six pieces of challah at a meal, he took a nice gezunta piece. He looks mamish like a like a fresher, like a it doesn't look good. Since during the weekday he has his nicely sliced bread, and all of a sudden now he's taking a tremendous portion. Everybody understands he's doing this for Shabbos. Now, where does the Gain get the idea that you have to cut both chalas right straight down through the two chalas on Shabbos? From this Gemara. Because the, the Ari Shoinim that don't learn like Rashi, that Akula Sheirusa doesn't mean he took a giant piece. It means that he went right down through both chalas. Rav Kahana cut one. He cut two. Rav Ami Rav Asi. We're talking about Eruv Chatzeros. So you have a bunch of people living in like a cul-de-sac in a, in a, in a chatzer. In one, they share a chatzer. So each person brings a roll into one house. doesn't matter whose house. Every time it's a different house. And they say, we're all one house. We're all one rushos. So when it came the turn of Rab Ami and Rav Asi to hold on to the bread, they, would, they had a choice now. They could make hamaytzi on the challah from the bakery, or they can make hamaytzi on this air of bread. When exactly they do it, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you're allowed to make hamaytzi the next morning on Shabbos. You don't need to hold it out for the whole Shabbos. So let's say they did it on Shabbos. The air of lasts for the whole Shabbos. Amri. And this is a very important halacha. Once I do one mitzvah in, a, in an item, in an object, in this Eruv Chala, it's better to perform a second mitzvah in it rather than trying out another Chala. Have a wonderful day. Welcome to our guest, David Dimbert. Dimbert. Shkoya.